Hello and welcome to the download. I'm your host Dave Richardson, and it is Stew's Days. And 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 for me, Stu, it's uh, it's a very exciting Stew's Days. It's Stew's Days from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. That's where I am today, at about uh, minus a hundred with uh, blowing snow. <laughs> it's uh, it's a cold Stew's Days. Uh, uh, you, you're you're in Toronto. I think you've got uh, pretty nice weather today, right? Yeah, sunny and uh, not too bad on the temperature front. Uh... The, uh, the TV said this morning that the cold air is coming from the prairies on the weekend. So you're going to bring it home, Dave. Yeah, I've been, I've been, uh, I, I've been sort of uh, the, the snow miser as I've been traveling around. I was in uh, Boulder, <laughs> Colorado on the weekend. They got their first snowfall. Then through Calgary, it was snowing. And so as I've just been uh, bringing bad weather wherever I go. So I'm, I'm, I'm coming home. And, and uh, although my, my wife will be very excited to see me, it is, is going to be bad weather. So, yeah. Oh well. What can you do, Stu? What can you do? Like uh, the, the weather in the prairies is like uh, figuring out the Federal Reserve these days, because uh, no nobody can seem to figure it out. The markets can't. Even smart guys like you have got to be struggling with the uh, with with what's going on with uh, with central bank policy and some of the mixed messages, particularly over the last couple of weeks. And as we look out to the next Fed meeting in the in early 2023, what they're going to be doing. Yeah, like the level of ambiguity uh, that came, uh, you know, particularly, I think, from the press conference was was pretty high. Uh, you know, on the last one, we talked about the Fed whisperer, uh, the Wall Street <laughs> Journal economist. And uh, even he uh, kind of backtracked earlier in the week. And, you know, it was like, are they going to are they going to pause, sidestep, downstep? You know, I've never heard so many different words to explain it. And then, uh, you know, he put an article out on. On uh, you know on the Monday, saying you know consumers were still in great shape, and then he did a another uh, kind of interview where he talked about well maybe they won't do as much because there's two CPIs before the next uh, Fed meeting, so what's the incentive to really be too vocal about what you might do with this data coming? Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, you know I was I was joking this morning. It was kind of like uh, you know the movie The Princess Bride where. Uh, you know the 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 one the one character has the poison in the glass, and he says, "Okay, well, you pick one, and we'll both drink and see what happens." And uh, and you know the other guy just really outsmarts himself. You know, trying to, <laughs> you know, is it this one? Is it that one? Is it this one? Is it that one? You go back and forth so many times. And um, you know, I think I think you know from a kind of a settling standpoint, like you know what we've been trying to think about is is. Uh, um, you know, in the, in, in the last couple of weeks, uh, the market has given you what I call like a sniff of what things would look like on the other side, right? Yeah. So they've given you a sniff if uh, the Fed starts to uh, pull back on the amount of financial tightening. Last week, they gave you a sniff on what happens if China were to reopen their economy. And in both cases, you then had a series of announcements that added ambiguity to it. So... You know, it gives you the stop-start nature in markets, but you know the one thing that really stood out to me is that is that you did get that sniff, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, if if this begins to happen, uh, we got a sight line that you know people are, you know, maybe positioned conservatively, they're a little bit underinvested, so you get these, you know, very large responses to, uh, you know, just the hint of, of positive news. Now, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve. Uh, you know, he was he was uh, very measured in his commentary. Um, and, you know, again, like in the near term, it, it adds, uh, 
more volatility. But in the longer term, it's kind of what you want the central banker to say, right? Which is, we have the tools to re-stimulate the economy. So we don't want inflation to get out of hand. You know, you can debate whether or not it's already declining, all those sorts of things. But, you know, that's what you would expect, uh, you know, a reasonable person to say. And then, you know, he talked about the three, you know, kind of phases of Fed tightening. So we we're kind of done phase one, which is this period of aggressive tightening. The second one is determining, you know, the final tweaks to the neutral rate, which is pretty hard to estimate. And then once we get there, how long we'll be there. Um, but, you know, you did you did get the sense that we're 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 closer to the uh, part of the cycle where it is uh, fine tuning rather than, uh, you know, going at it with, uh, you know, a bigger instrument. Um, you know, so so the the. You know, the initial, the initial reaction was positive. Then the remarks reviewed as hawkish. And, you know, things then, you know, kind of settled down for that day and then regathered themselves in the, uh, in the next couple. And, and um, as I say, I think, you know, we've, we've had a lot of volatility to kind of get back to uh, where we were, uh, you know, kind of thinking about, uh, you know, things for some time, which is we know the economy is slowing. The Fed uh, acknowledged that, you know, their tightening is, is doing work. Um, you know, will the economy slow into uh, a recession? Uh, it could. Uh, you know, I think that's been well discussed. You know, one thing we've talked about is how earnings estimates haven't come, haven't come down that much. Yeah, you know, I was looking at those in the weekend. Like if you look at the S&P X energy, those estimates have actually come down, uh, you know, yeah. maybe 12 percent. But energy estimates have increased, which has masked a little bit of the of the overall. Uh, that was, you know, one ingredient that, uh, you know, some people were looking for, a bit of a decline in, um, in estimates. And, um, you know, while I'm, while I'm kind of rambling on here, like the other thing that, that is very clear is that the equal weighted market, so if you, you know, if you look at the S&P 500 and you gave each company a 25 basis point bet or weight yep. relative to the capitalization weighted market, um, it made a three-year high against the S&P 500 last week, which means the average stock has done pretty well. And if you looked at that equal weighted index, it didn't get near, uh, it didn't break the June low. So, um, you know, so underneath the surface, there's, there's uh, uh, you know, things that continue to be of interest. Um, and, uh, and, and that's kind of where we sit right now. Yeah, well, you know, you know we, we've, we've talked about how powerful the bounce is when, when, uh, uh, when you do bounce off of a, a final bottom. And and I, I I you know I'm watching the markets every day as as, as you are even you're, you're watching even more intently. And if you'd asked me, I would have guessed that the, the, the you know the U.S. market. So I, I'm look I was looking at the Dow particularly. Dow maybe bounced five six percent. It's bounced fifteen percent from its bottom uh, thirty <laughs> days ago, which is uh, you know a, a pretty powerful rally, as you say. That taste of looking over the other side when you get through all of these in, in interest rate hikes. You, you, you potentially get through a, a, an economic slowdown or, or l likely even a recession and maybe even rates coming down. So that market, as we, we've talked about on this podcast, and it's so important. It's one of the, I think one of those key themes is that markets are looking ahead. You can't look at what's going on right now. You've got to think about where things are going. And uh, you, you are getting that taste of what could happen uh, when all of this is behind us. And of course, the markets are going to look beyond that. Uh, be, before we're looking back at what's happened, uh, but what, what's interesting though is that that, that this rallies occurred as you know once again, Treasury rates are are, are moving higher, 
like the uh, the the 10-year Treasury is well back above uh, 4% again. So it's interesting that 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 there's still strength in this rally despite the fact that the the bond market's not really cooperating uh, off of all of this the, the the Fed announcements and and you know again a sense that we we've likely gotten over the worst of the recession or the uh, the inflation issue in the economy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there's a couple of things uh, you know to add in along those lines. Uh, you know, first uh, you know seasonality does kick in at this time of year and it's particularly strong when there's a midterm election. Okay. So, you know, the market, you know, might be trying to get ahead of, we're going to get results this evening uh, for the United States. And, um, you know, if the Republicans do uh, take back uh, uh, either the House and or the Senate, you know, the, the idea around divided government normally is something that, you know, the, um, the stock market likes a little bit more. So you have, you have seasonality in play. Um, you know, from an interest rate standpoint, like I think, you know, the other thing that uh, coupons... Uh, while while the headline number jumps up and down, you know, four or five you know basis points uh, on a whim, when you're starting to receive coupons north of four percent, um, you know, the coupon delivers you know a chunk of the return. Um, you know, the you know the, the last point is is that is that you know so we've had some estimate revision. We have you know some some wins that are back from a seasonal standpoint. Uh, you know the you know the next the next issue really will be. If rates, uh, you know, I still think, you know, rates need to unlock the market from a, a bit more of a longer term standpoint to some degree, yeah. to your point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, if we get into into next year, like when you look back, when you look back at, at really major market bottoms, the yield curve is often positively sloped and we're still negatively sloped right now. So, you know, there's lots to chew on out there, Dave, as always. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it, it it's a confusing market for uh, for people. But you know, you know, as I as I uh, we we uh, I'm, I'm in Saskatoon and I'm on my way to Winnipeg, uh, right right after we finish this taping, because uh, we're out doing our our, our client uh, our client event tour, our our road show for for lack of a better term, and 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 we talk a lot about that. Is that you know when the market starts when the market starts to get to these kind of levels. And you're starting to see some signs of, you know, again, inflation rolling over, interest rates topping. You're, you're going to have your economic slowdown, but you're going to come out the other side. Things start to get interesting, uh, at least to start taking a look at it. And we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago on on this uh, on this podcast about uh, you as as even a, an equity guy, a stock guy, um, starting to starting to look at the at, at fixed income markets and going, wow, there's some really interesting opportunities there. And and so th- and 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 that one perhaps is even more interesting than stocks because there's so much pessimism uh, amongst investors around fixed income because fixed income has had a historically bad year this year and and again that's I I, I always operate as a bit of a contrarian when I start to see stuff like that happen I start to I, it starts to pique my interest and at least start to investigate whether there's there's some opportunities there. Uh, and and the stock market won't be too far behind because the stock market has been dragged down by by what's happening with uh, with interest rates and inflation this time out. So so there is really the potential to start nibbling away. Would you have? Is there any chance that you would have a suggestion as to how investors could nibble away at a market that's beginning to get interesting? Is there a technique <laughs> that we could apply? Is there a superhero strategy? That you could use in that kind of circumstance, too. Well, that that sounds like it's time for dollar cost averaging. 
Oh, okay, I'm taking a sip of coffee. It's too early in the morning to take a sip of something else. So I've got my coffee right here. Oh. Well, and, and you know, the other thing too, like dollar cost averaging, uh, you know, I, I actually can't recall a time that hasn't been a good strategy, but uh, when you have coupon and, and whether or not that's coupon and fixed income or dividend yield inside of the markets, uh, you know, you're now collecting, uh, you know, money. Every day, you know, some company declares their dividends and I watch the little piece of candy come into uh, the funds and the same things for coupons and what have you. So, you know, when you think about, you know, long-term returns of, you know, hoping for, you know, say high single digits and you can start to see almost half of it in the candy, uh, that does change things. Yeah. And, and when you look at uh, dividend stocks in Canada and the U.S., uh, they, they've, they've fared very well through this, uh, through this entire downturn, really, right? Yeah, that's a great point. Okay, Stu, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go hop on a, a plane. I got a 50-50 chance of getting from Saskatoon through Calgary to Winnipeg. You uh, you go out and uh, I guess get the uh, bathing suit on and lie by the pool there in Toronto because it's uh, it's uh, it's summertime again, summertime in November. Uh, but uh, thanks as always for, uh, for for joining us for Stu's days. Great, safe travels, Dave. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management, Inc. for informational purposes only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.